On this episode of Eager to Know, the importance of staying connected to others, an innovative use for laundromats, and I uncover a new appreciation for my dad's photography skills. We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachran, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. Benedict LaSalle is a San Francisco Bay Area-based photographer focusing on architecture, portraiture, and lifestyle projects. We speak about her creative journey, her inspirations and challenges, and what it is like being a professional photographer in the age of Instagram. So Benedict, being a photographer in 2019, with all of the technology that is available to everyone in terms of cameras, Instagram, I mean, it's just everywhere. Does that make things easier for you or does it make things harder for you? Huh, Rick, that's a good question. Um, I think a little bit of both, you know. It makes it definitely exciting um, because there's so many more people that can say that they are photographers now just by posting stuff on social medias. And uh, so it pushes, you know, the real <laughs> quote unquote photographers to their, you know, limits and or encourages them to be yeah more creative and to look for other forums of expressions but also easier because all this technology is available to you and um and uh yeah i think it's a little bit of both and um uh and i i just i just love looking at so i'm a big fan of instagram and i love just love looking at all of these images and it it and it makes me yeah i think it it pushes me it pushes me for sure. So so it's interesting because my I don't know if I told you this, but my dad uh, purchased a camera in 1953 in Europe, and he took photographs while he was in the Korean War. And I have the camera, and he took all of these slides, and um, and I'm actually currently using them as inspiration for paintings. But the camera, it's 100% manual. Like, there's no... It's because I'm trying to use it and it's very difficult. Um, it's, you know, and it's not, he didn't have the luxury of using his iPhone. And mm-hmm. um, it just, it just made me realize how much things have changed in photography um, and, you know, on so many levels in so many ways. Yeah. So you're using film. I am using film. Yeah, film. Yeah. This is how I learned. I actually learned photography with a slide which is even worse, I would say. <laughs> that, wait, with slides? Slides. Yeah, that's, yes. what, that's what this is. Well, that's what he had slide film. Slide films, yeah. yeah. And so there's, abs- there's almost like zero percent, uh, how do you say, um, error margin with slides. Because it's actually going right, it's going right on, the, you are developing the actual plastic and that's what, that's that's what you're right. using. So there's no project because normally I guess you project it onto photographic paper and you can make adjustments. Exactly. So that sounds like the best. So you're <laughs> so you are the truest of true. You're a gold star <laughs> photographer. Are there many people out there that have started in the, in that manner? 
I don't know, but the you know I um I was uh, I, so I studied uh, in a business school with Nicolas because this is where we met and uh, and then I was a marketing manager for a few years in an IT company in London and then in Paris and then after being so bored at work I decided I'm just going to stop working for a year and go back to school. Okay. And so I um. I went to my boss and I said, this is what I'm going to do. And he let me go. And so I went back to school. And that's in that school where um, it was for it was like an adult school. You know, there was not a lot of kids. And so this is how they taught photography. And I don't know how they teach photography in other schools. But this was with a one-year program. And um, he the, the teachers gave us some assignments. And they said, okay, you could just go do this and then we came back to the school and we all of the students put our slides into the machine and we would project them and looked at everybody's work and criticize the work and so it was just an easy way to show pictures yeah because it's just um you know directly from the from this from the camera to the store to the to the machine yeah. And um, and at the time, the, our teacher, even though digital photography was already big, said that we could learn digital photography by ourselves. But photography, actual photography, we had to learn in this school. Okay. So this is how we did it, and it was it was wonderful. I used a Leica camera. Ah, Are you familiar with those? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still have it, but I don't use it. <laughs> so do you use film at all right now or do you use everything digital? You, you do everything, everything digital. Right yeah. So I yeah. will tell you, I, I did not fully appreciate the fact that when you are taking the slides like you used to do and like my dad did, I, I didn't fully make that connection that you can't make any modifications. Like mm -hmm. what? that's it. It's a one-shot deal. Yeah, that's it. So now I'm realizing that my dad was a really good photographer because his his stuff his stuff was pretty good. So I'm going to ask this question that I'm sure everybody asks you: Where do you get your inspiration for your photographs? Oh yes, <laughs> you know not a lot of people have asked me this question, but um, yeah, this is a good question, and it is an ongoing question and like, an everyday question. Um, where do I get my inspiration? Um, when I was, um, when I started photography, my inspiration was just around me. My everyday life was my inspiration. I wanted to photograph what was, yeah, just the closest to my, to me as possible. Sure. And, um, and it was, it was hard because, you know, it's easier to just go to Japan and take pictures of beautiful, whatever street scenes or beautiful temples. And I thought that if I were able to photograph what was around me beautifully, then I could do anything. Yeah. And so this is, yeah, this is how I started. And I remember when I was a student in photography, I, um, I did a, um, a whole assignment in my grandmother's kitchen. Okay. And uh, she, my grandmother at the time, she was very old. She was 90, 
nine or 98 years old and she could not get out of her apartment she could not walk anymore so she was in her apartment all the time and uh, i would visit her and um she lived in this apartment that she bought uh in the 60s and basically it was still looking the same <laughs> okay which, which sounds like sounds like that would actually be visually interesting exactly and uh and she had not you know change the wallpapers or the sink or the tiles and even the kitchen table and the kitchen chairs were all the same from the 60s and so I started yeah uh, doing some work uh, in the kitchen and I did a whole assignment um, and I actually got published in a in a good you know Leica magazine for this assignment really it was yeah it was um I was, yeah, I was very proud of what I did. And so this, this was for me, yeah, a very good um, achievement. Just one room, the closest to me was, it was my grandmother's kitchen. Be able to, yeah, find inspiration there was, yeah, it was, it was great. Finding beauty and something very simple. And poetic, yeah. Do you have an interest in looking at photographs from the past so when you mentioned like your your grandmother's kitchen from the 60s, I know one of the things that I like to do is looking at photographs of the past of everyday life because I think it's so revealing and interesting. You know, things that are not posed, but, you know, people taking pictures of in their kitchen from, you know, the, the 30s or what have you. Absolutely. Uh, both my grandfathers were also good um, photographers and my dad also took a lot of pictures of us when we were kids and um, and so I, I really enjoy looking at um, my mom on those pictures the way she was dressed and and you know how they would pose in the picture and um, it was just black and white of course because uh, it was when in the 50s um, and uh, and my grandfather took a lot of pictures of my grandmother uh, and uh, my grandfather used to work in the military and so he, with my dad and my grandmother they traveled a lot around Europe and in northern Africa and he took a lot of pictures and um, and like you I'm very very interested in looking at these and my my grandfather also made these beautiful albums um that we don't can't find anymore you know um some of them have you don't know where they are no no i know where they are but you can't buy beautiful albums like these anymore oh i see what you're saying oh okay yeah yeah you know they have leather covers mm. and beautiful craft paper and my my grandfather would write these beautiful legends with a beautiful handwriting and it was just a beautiful piece of art by itself. Absolutely. No. And I have them with nice. me. One of the things that, um, when, when we think about old photographs, you know how you always see pictures of groups of people like basketball teams or baseball teams, or just like a group of people posing, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's for these really old photographs. And I'm always wondering, 
what were they thinking about? Like, cause they were looking at the camera <laughs> and like, they were probably worried about something like, and what were you worried about in 1932? You know, what was going on in their brain at that point? I'm always, I'm always curious about that. Curious. Yeah. I don't know. And they wouldn't probably imagine you so many years after looking at the, at those pictures and asking yourself those questions. <laughs> no, never in a million years would they think that, that someone in some weird guy in 2019 would be looking at it thinking that. <laughs> so let's talk about what you currently do for photography. Um, are you doing one type of thing? Are you, do you work on multiple projects at once? Can we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I um, I do uh, many different things. Um, right now, I am especially um, working for my clients. Um, I have different types of clients in Oakland, California. Okay. I work for uh, architects. And um, it's very interesting because so they need pictures for their portfolios. Okay. And um, and so it's very interesting because architects are also artists, sure. and it's very interesting to work with these people because they um, so they draw houses and then they build houses and then they want pictures of the houses to. Um, uh, you know, to show their their clients, and um, they they know exactly which point of view that they want, and and after telling me which point of view they want, they let me just wander around the property and and have my own vision of their construction and their buildings and their house, and this is the part that I enjoy the most. I just walk around and I look at different angles. I look for uh, shadows and lines and, 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 and most of the time they, yeah, they really enjoy uh, looking at my pictures and picking the ones that um, show their building the best, but also um, in a way show my, my art, you know, they, they like to, to, they appreciate my art. Yeah. And I'm sure it must be very interesting for them because being the architect, they are so intimately familiar with the, you know, with the property and the structure, et cetera. But I'm sure you are uncovering a view that they had never considered or never saw. Absolutely. Sometimes it's, it's the case. Yeah. 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 And depending on which, what time of day I, I am there, it will be completely different. Um, so I sometimes go several times uh, to, to the same property at different time of day with different weather um, in order to be able to have different point of view. Yeah, so it's a very interesting job and I like this a lot. Yeah. Other than that, I also um, I have small jobs with little clients like portraits. Um, uh, and I also shoot for a stock agency in Germany. Uh, so this is a very free work that I can do whatever I want. Oh. Um, so this is very interesting because I can, yeah, I can offer them anything. They will pick the one that they like and put them online to sell them. And they usually sell um, pictures to magazines, you know, to the press, to as illustrations for websites, 
for um, I don't know book covers. They also use pictures for um, what else? Advertising. So when you're doing that type of work, do you? Um, so so how do you capture those photographs? Do you go? Do you have an intent of a location that you go to, or can you just tell me about the process of how you would get those types of stock photographs? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be anything. So that's the very interesting part. So I'm always constantly looking for either a, a new um, landscape or a new light or a new person or um, a new object um, to to photograph, a different object to photograph. And um, and it's it, it, it could be anything. I can give you some examples. We're, right now we're traveling to Japan and so I use this time when I'm traveling to take as many pictures as I can of anything it could be small little details it could be an expression in my uh, child's face it could be a beautiful light on a beautiful building or um, an action in the street Mm -hmm. of you know a, a bicycle anything and and this is very exciting to me uh and and sometimes even a little nerve-wracking as well because i'm constantly (laughs) constantly constantly looking around every day and i need to be up early and i need to be at this time of day at this place so i can get the best light and yeah and it's it's yeah i'm very busy when we're traveling (laughs) so so that brings up a question are you always on when you like do you always have your camera with you or do you go in photographer mode and now i'm just in you know mom wife on vacation mode i have my camera i have my camera all the time when i'm traveling but it could it could also be um when we are home and we you know i don't know we go out for a hike or we're for a picnic or for i don't know uh, uh, kids playground I will take my camera with me absolutely yeah I have my camera with me all the time it's heavy <laughs> it's heavy on my shoulders what kind of camera is it so it's a Canon 5D Mark III and my go-to lens is the 24 70 millimeters so it's 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 pretty big and heavy okay but I don't mind <laughs> and now how many cameras do you own I'm mainly using this one, and then I have, I don't know, one, two, three, four, I don't know. I have four, so I have three digital, I have, and I have two manual, I mean two, uh, I would say analog, I don't know how you say it, film. Film, yeah. Yeah, I have two films, and then I have small little ones, you know. Like a Polaroid and okay, yeah, but these I don't I don't use on a regular basis. So it sounds like you're at a point with your photography where a lot of as a photographer that a lot of people would want to be at. You know, it it sounds like there's some activity and work with a major client, and then you also have stuff that is more freelance ish. Um, it probably wasn't always like that. So was the journey to get there full of a lot of um, setbacks, frustrations? Can you tell me about like the emotional aspect of 
you know, the journey to get to where you are? Oh, yes, absolutely. No, it's never, no, it's been, it's been hard because, so the first thing I have to say is that I've been lucky to have a husband that was able to support me financially. And uh, I was able to take my time to figure it out. Um, and but no, it was it was difficult because at the beginning I really wanted to be um, an artist that would sell prints in galleries. That was really what I wanted to do at the beginning. But then I realized, oh my goodness, this is gonna be so hard in order to be famous and sell prints and galleries there are so many of them yeah and so uh, this is how I started and then um I was in uh, I was in Paris and we, we were organized uh shows with my friends in um in restaurants in even in um where you where do you how do you call this shop where you go to cl- to wash your clothes laundromat yes <laughs> we would organize exhibitions in laundromat what um, i would totally go yeah. to a exhibition in a laundromat that sounds like a great venue <laughs> because at first we thought oh my god in, in a restaurant people are just eating they're not looking at prints and they just think it's the decor you know they're not and then we thought that laundromat you just here and wait so you might as well look at art I think that's a great idea. I think oh, yeah. I'm. I think I'm going to use that. I'm, I think I'm going to take. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that as as a message from the universe that I need to look at that <laughs> as a way to display my artwork. Please send me pictures. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Um, yes, and so and so after that, I thought, oh, I need to start, you know, making a living. And so I would, I, the, the first real assignments that I got was to shoot um, pictures for EMC in Paris uh, at, at the big events that they had every year. And so I started to do that. And um, the, I remember the first one, I was so nervous. Um, and the second one, a little less. And the third one, I was or even later, I was so bored with it that I thought, oh, I need to do something else yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so after that, I started to, um, I wanted to tell stories with my pictures. And so I was constantly looking for stories to tell and to sell to the press. But that, again, was hard because... Um, the, at the time, the the press, in especially in France, was not doing very good, and they would not spend a lot of money on pictures. Yeah. And so sometimes they would just buy one or two, and then that was it. And so you don't, you know, make a living by selling one or two pictures. Yeah. And um, yeah, and after that, we moved to Boston. And so in Boston, definitely took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, uh, this is when I started working for this uh, stock agency in Germany. And so this was a real, yeah, Kickstarter for me. So it sounds like you you tried, you just tried different things. Um, Did you have someone that was, you know, and some of them worked, some of them didn't. now, where did you get the guidance for what the next thing was that you should try? Did you 
were you asking people? Did you have for um, other people that were doing the same thing that were providing you guidance? I definitely had a group of friends, of photographer friends, um, and we were supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. and um, we still we still do. We still are looking after each other and uh, and constantly asking each other. So what are you doing and and what's working for you and um, you know uh, what's the next thing and and their connections because most of them are in Paris now, their connections um, outside of our little group, yeah, is coming back to 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 us and to me. And I'm, I'm enjoying the same thing here, um, especially in the U.S. I think the market is very different. Um, there's definitely more people, but uh, I think in the U.S., especially people are, are more, uh, they spend, they, how do you say, they easily, more easily spend money on pictures than they do in in France. I'm not sure why. I'm, I'm not sure why where this is going from. But, but that's what you found. Yeah, and so it was. Yeah, it's so we definitely yeah have a, this little group of friends that we met all met at this photography school, and we yeah support each other for sure. It's important. I think it's really important, and I think it's important in whatever you do. Um, you know, I have obviously a group of artist friends, but then I also have a group of like, cause I like to run and I have like running friends that, you know, and I run with some of them, but sometimes we just talk about running and it helps keep me motivated and, you know, I can find out what races that I should be running. I think it's important to stay with, stay connected with like-minded people whenever you're, um, trying to do something that's challenging. It's, you know, you don't want to go at it alone. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, and uh, in in Oakland, I was um, able to um, meet um, a few women, especially um, the, their, their moms from uh, the, the kids that the, the, the you know, my, my son, Paul is five now, so he goes to school, and he goes to a different school than my daughter goes to, and so I met all these women, and they, um, uh, it's a it's a group of creative moms and that they started in the East Bay, and so I'm really happy to be part of this group, and it's the same thing, we support each other, we help each other, we um, go out for drinks sometimes, and we are able to, um, yeah, to ask each other's questions and answer questions. And it's it's very important. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, you know, recently um, in my work, I have noticed that uh, when I go on these assignments, that I am, I know what to expect. I know what's coming. I know what I have to do. And I can do this. I know I can do it well. and 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 in a way, I'm a little bored. Mm, you're right. And um, and so I've been thinking about how can I change that? You know, how can I get that adrenaline back in me? Uh, ah. And um, is it? And I've, yeah, I've been wondering because I know that I can do these jobs. I want to do something else. I want to do something new. I want to try something new and. 
and see where it takes me and be in a difficult situation. And yeah, I think that's what I'm looking for right now. How can I do this? So have you always done that? Have you always um, so somewhat mastered something and you're bored with it and you look for the next challenge? Is that kind of how it always works for you? Um, no, I think it's the first time that I noticed that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, it's the first time for this this particular job. Yeah. And so, I don't know, Is do I need to bring... Uh, new technology do I need to bring I don't know an assistant to help me with this new technology so I'm yeah I've been thinking about it recently and trying to figure this out how can I yeah make it a little more challenging try something new yes I have an idea okay tell me <laughs> go back to film slides <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea that would be challenging. That would be challenging. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, are you thinking from a creative standpoint or from mm -hmm. a um, like a tactical standpoint, from a creative standpoint? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't have the answer to that question yet, but this is yeah what I'm, I've been dealing with and trying to figure out lately. So it sounds like where you are now is very different from where you started out in terms of, you know, the technology that's available from a um, photography standpoint, the tools that you're using, um, how you're engaging. I mean, do you miss what it was like when it was the simpler times when you were a student? I definitely miss the the time when I was pre um, of my time and I was able to explore anything around me and not having any assignments, any clients, any nothing. And I was, yes, yeah. explore to be able to explore. I definitely miss that. And this is one of my goal. Um, I definitely want to make time for that in the, in the future. I want to be able to say, okay, today, I'm not working for any clients. I am just going to take my camera and um, this is my subject and I'm just going to go out there and shoot around that subject or around that theme or whatever. Yes, I want to make time for that. I think it's important for my creativity process, my creative process. And, um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a part of you that needs to be um, activated and stimulated in, or, in order for you to be, a, you know, a happy photographer and, real, and probably like a happy person overall. Um, I, I remember I interviewed a, um, someone on my podcast, um, Diana, and um, she, had said she, she was a mom and she said that one of the best things that she could have done to be a good mom was being an artist because it was... Um, she didn't use the word selfish, but it was like a time that she could just focus on herself. And she said, ultimately, it made her a better mom. And it sounds like something similar you're saying, like, it sounds like you need to just spend time on the pure creativity that just stimulates that part of you. And that's going to benefit, you know, other areas of photography or probably other areas of your life, too. Uh, yeah, I can, I can completely relate to that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And he makes me a better mom too. And a better wife. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any, um, do you have any advice or tips for people that are listening that would help them engage the creativity in their lives? Whatever your, um, your tool is. So whether it's paint or, you know, uh, photography or whatever I think never stop never stop creating never stop never stop creating I like that yeah yeah keep going and don't don't listen to the people trust your guts and never stop yeah how do you keep things moving forward for yourself I think the passion uh, keep things moving I think you need to be passionate about it I think it's important you know, on this trip, we've been having a lot of fun with my daughter looking at how people pose in front of monuments in, in Japan. So, oh, so is it done? Is it, do they pose differently? It's so funny. <laughs> and I might actually start a series on how people pose. It's just hilarious. And we were talking about, <laughs> right. and we were talking about it earlier, you know, with the the old pictures. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and we've been having a lot of fun looking at people posing and taking pictures in front of monuments. So you're taking pictures of people taking pictures of people posing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a series that I would want to see. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun. And then my daughter, she's also trying to mimic those poses. So it's just ridiculous. That sounds great. <laughs> so are your children becoming photographers as well? Well, uh, Paul, my son, he's five. He says he wants to be a photographer, but that's mainly because he wants to grab my phone from my hand. <laughs> okay. But other than that, no, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you so much and enjoy Japan. How much longer are you going to be? You've been there a week. How much longer are you going to be there? Another week and a half. Okay. Yeah. And so we've been to Tokyo, Kyoto. We're going today to Hiroshima. And then we're going to a little town on the ocean and then in the mountains and then back to Tokyo. Oh, are you enjoying the Kit Kats over there? Oh, we haven't. <gasps> Kit Kats are huge. They have really? every flavor you could. Yeah, they have every flavor you could imagine. Um, well, no, you could actually no. They ha they have the flavors you could never imagine uh, because they're flavors <laughs> that you would never even think of that they make into Kit Kats. Okay, we're gonna have to look at that then. So, Benedict, where can people see your photographs? Uh, yes, so I have a website. It's um, benedictlasalle.com. And um, I actually wanted to tell you about this because the series I was telling you about that I did in my grandmother's kitchen, uh, if people want to have a look at it, it's on my website. Excellent. So, I am going as soon, I'm going to be looking at that tonight. <laughs> so there you go. So it's Benedict Lasalle. I'm sure you can write it somewhere. It's my name, benedictlassalle.com. All right. Well, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your trip in Japan. Thank you very much, Rick. I really enjoyed that too. Thank you. 
My name is Ricky McGuckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.